Hello, everyone. Oh, we're so glad that you have joined us in any way that you have. Oh, God has opened all kinds of doors. People here, people virtually, but he's touching the world today in a way he hasn't touched it before. I am the Reverend Dr. Lydia Jackson Waters, the pastor of Pacoima First United Methodist Church in the beautiful, beautiful city of Pacoima, California. We say hello to all you YouTubers and your Facebook friends, Instagram followers, and the SoundCloud Apple podcasters. Hello to all the people across the world. And we particularly want our family in Tonga to know that we are keeping you, beloved, in our prayers. I've talked to some of you, and we feel you. We know your faithfulness. And we thank you for having joined us virtually and faithfully. Now that we're all gathered together in worship, we are going to sing praises to God. And we are going to pray for God to lift us higher and higher and higher. You may notice that our Minister of Music, Sister Hope Carr, is not with us today. She had another very important thing to get done, but she said, Pastor, I'm going to send my family, a musical family. Oh, Brother Darnell Carr, uh, the genius on the keyboard, and her daughter and her son are all here, all here, all here, to give God glory.
your house and worship you. We take it not lightly that you woke us up this morning, started us on our way in our right minds, Father, with the negativity of our minds. Thank, us, thank you for keeping us through this pandemic, Father, and being with us. You said a thousand can fall on our right hand, my Father, but you would be there with us. We thank you for our pastor today. Thank you for the word that she'll bring forth. Let every heart receive and be receptive, Father, in Jesus' name.
Thank you. Thank you, family. And you, come with us now to the New Testament Gospel of John. John, the second chapter, verses 1 through 11. John 2, verses 1 through 11. And if you're able, we invite you to stand out of respect for God's word. And listen now, listen for the word of the Lord. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Mother, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. And Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water. And so they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. And when the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it had come from, although the servants who had drawn the water, they knew. The steward called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. Oh, but you, you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this. It was the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and it revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now won't you pray with and for me. Almighty God, Almighty God, I come and I stand before you. I stand under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Oh, please allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord. For you, you are my strength. And you are my redeemer. In the name, the precious name of Jesus, I pray it. Let the church say, Amen. Our sermon topic for today is Take Jesus with you. Take Jesus 
with you. One day, one day in the city of Cana of Galilee, Jesus, Jesus demonstrates his godly ability to replenish and resupply the power we need to get by. Take Jesus. Take Jesus everywhere because Jesus can fix it. Well, after Jesus was invited to a wedding given by a well-to-do citizen in, in Cana, we learn a lesson from for our lives today. By reviewing how Jesus resolved a crisis, a crisis, the crisis that had occurred at a party. We're going to see how important it was for Jesus to already be present with us when trouble comes. I said he already ought to be there. When disappointments come, he already ought to be there. When our embarrassing moments come, when our crisis hit, Jesus should already be there with us. Take Jesus now. Take Jesus with you everywhere you go. Well, beloved, the most unusual thing about this wedding party was that Jesus and his disciples, Andrew, Peter, Philip, and Nathaniel, were invited to it. And this was unusual, you see, because this was obviously the wedding feast of some important upscale people. Wedding feast that needed six stone jars full of drink. That's a large party. And you know what? I'm just sure that it was a party filled with celebrities. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But Jesus, Jesus now, Jesus was not invited because he was not a celebrity. <laughs> he wasn't important yet. The invitation wasn't sent because of his miracles. He hadn't performed any yet. So the question for us today is, why did they invite Jesus and his retired, uneducated, classless fisherman followers? Oh, you want to know? I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know today. Well, listen. There had to be some other reason. Some other reason or reasons why Jesus and his disciples were invited to this particular wedding. And our scripture gives it to us. The scripture says that the mother of Jesus was there. So obviously then Mary was in relationship with one of the persons being married and out of respect for her, her son and his friends were invited to the wedding also. Yeah, that's why. Beloved, you know, it's an interesting thing that the savior of the world had to depend on someone else to get him into a party. Oh, but when you think about it, that's about the size of it even today. For whenever and whatever men and women get Jesus still depends upon someone else to get him in, namely you and me. But the truth is, many times, many times you and I 
are the only tickets Jesus has into the places where we go. Oh, somebody ought to say amen. Many times you and I are the only avenues Jesus has into the hearts and the lives of people, of friends even, of your neighbors. And even the people you associate with don't know about Jesus. And if Jesus is not brought in by us, then, then many times he's just not brought in. Just like he would not have been brought into the wedding in Cana if it had not been for his mother Mary. Because you see, even though, even though, even though Jesus was God in the flesh, he had all power in his hand. Jesus is still a gentleman who would not go where he is not invited. You remember that. Jesus will not force himself on anybody. And two, I believe that Mary wanted her son to come because she knew that he wouldn't embarrass her. I know why some of us don't take our children everywhere we go. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. You see, Mary had raised her supernatural, all-powerful son to be liked by common people. Common people in a little town, and they enjoyed being with Jesus. People like Jesus. They like Jesus uh, because he had holy class. I'm going to tell you what, holy class he is. And, and, and I think it's noteworthy that the Almighty didn't act how high and mighty. <laughs> the Holy One didn't act holier than thou. The one who knew it all wasn't a know-it-all. <laughs> the one who made the stars didn't keep his head cocked up looking at them. The one who owns all the stuff on earth never strutted his stuff. Oh, when you know you got it, you don't have to strut it. When you know you got it, people will see it in you. Well, Mary, she wanted Jesus with her at the party because she knew that his purpose was to be among the people wherever the people were. Isn't it sad that when you get to be a Christian, you get so stuck up there places you think you can't go? Oh, help me up in here. But Jesus is everywhere. He wants to go everywhere. At church, at home, at work, on the freeway, in the kitchen, out in the yard, at the mall. And, and, and yes, even at a party. Oh, glory to God. Don't think you're too cute to dance with somebody. Now, you could be praying uh, in the spirit while you holding uh, their hand. Oh, help me up in here, somebody. Ah, now that's what I call holy class. The ability to be comfortable with all kinds of people. Child of God, know this. In the time in which Jesus lived on earth, a wedding was a time of even greater festivity than weddings are today. Oh yeah, that day of culture, a wedding party would begin on a Wednesday evening after the marriage ceremony and last all day Thursday, all night Thursday night, all day Friday, and end Friday evening before the Jewish Sabbath on Saturday. 
It would be a time when large quantities of food and wine were consumed and when the party was over, it was really over. You know why? Because the people didn't have the energy to do anything bad or get in trouble. They weren't in shape to do anything but go home and go to sleep. And it may seem strange to some of us that Jesus and his disciples would allow himself and them to be and such carrying arms. <laughs> Folks were pie. Now I like to tell people, I know there are some in my generation who really make young people think that we didn't do nothing like party. But may I confess that really, my generation put the P and party. And while you are creating spiritual music, we created Motown. Don't let us fool you, young people. Don't let us fool you. We've been there and done that. Oh, yes, we have. Party, party, party. Ah, folks were partying. They were drinking and dancing and laughing loud and talking loud and acting silly. And somebody was thinking, why are they here? Wouldn't they think that if church folk would end up where people go today to take Jesus to them, no matter where it was? But yet they, the church folk, they were there enjoying themselves at a party with Jesus and his mother. You better tell somebody, you better take Jesus everywhere you go. And if you got Jesus, then you will go anywhere. Oh, some of y'all getting ready to go on some trips, although you better stay in. This pandemic is getting a little dangerous, but even if you go out, take Jesus with you. Yeah, don't take him to Las Vegas. Don't take Jesus with you. Take him to Disneyland, Times Square. Take him on a cruise. Take him on Amtrak. Take Jesus with you today. Even if you stay in the house, take him in the kitchen. Take him in the bedroom, in the living room, in the den. Take Jesus with you everywhere you go. But you know, Jesus had his reasons too. He had his reasons too. You see you see, Jesus and his disciples were there, first of all, because Jesus never refused an invitation to be somewhere. You remember when Jesus was invited to Matthew's house and, and people didn't even like Matthew at all because Matthew was a tax collector. Tax collectors were known to be crooked. Matthew, the tax collector, was considered a sinner and a traitor. But when Matthew invited Jesus to his house, Jesus accepted the invitation. Oh, beloved, always remember this. It makes Jesus no difference how great our sins, our crimes are when we invite Jesus into our hearts. Jesus comes. He said he didn't come to save the righteous. He came to save sinners. That's what he came for. When our pastor didn't come to, I can't remember uh, just walking the streets. Oh yeah, I walked the streets all dressed up. Oh yeah, I drove my Lincoln Continental because kids would say, you know, if the preacher didn't have nothing, they didn't want that kind of God. Hallelujah. 
Say, look, can't God do more for you preachers than he's doing? Oh, one kid told me, how much money do you make? I make $2,000 a day selling dope. See, when you have Jesus, you ought to look like you got Jesus. When you have Jesus, you ought to be able to do what I did. Go hug the people who haven't been hugged by the church before. Go say to somebody, son, as you pull your pants up with one hand, give me a hug with the next hand. Because I love you. I love you. Well, beloved, always remember that Jesus goes to people no matter how ransacked and upheaval sinful and crooked people may think that they are no matter how much people talk about you even no matter what they say or how they act towards you you can still invite Jesus into your heart and he will come and make a change in your life you know what Jesus will come in and he'll just Turn your situation around. Wherever you are, Jesus will just turn it around. Now, now, another reason why Jesus attended this wedding was because he knew that it was only by being around people that he would have the opportunity to demonstrate to people the power of God. That's what people want to see today. They want to see church folk filled with the Holy Ghost. Ah, stirring up their gifts of healing and restoration. Stirring up their gifts of faith and giving and kindness and love. People want to see the church. I heard a young person say to me, I don't like the church because the church has become impotent. I don't see no miracles happening at the church. Oh, Lord. People want to see. So Jesus was around people so that he would have the opportunity to demonstrate to people the power of God Almighty. So he always took advantage of this opportunity. You remember on one occasion Jesus had, had before him 5,000 plus people and it came time to eat and his disciples wanted to send them away to get food and Jesus said, no, you feed them. Why we always want God to do what we could do? God, where are you? God says, where are you? This is a partnership. It was an opportunity to demonstrate the miracle-making, wonder-working power of Almighty God. And with five loaves of bread and two fish, Jesus fed thousands of people. And now, here was an occasion when Jesus could take advantage of this opportunity for the first time to show people the power. Listen, something happened at that party. And it just so happened that the opportunity arose when the wine ran out. Mm. Uh, it was plain to see now that the bridegroom, in an effort to accommodate and impress all of his family and his friends, overextended his resources and exhausted his supply. And this resulted in trouble, 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 trouble is always a Jesus opportunity. Oh, yes, it is. Beloved, know this. Trouble usually comes into our lives when we run out of something. 
Oh, yes, it does. We run out of money. We run out of time. Oh, yeah, we run out of help. We run out of something we need. And here comes trouble. Now, remember, remember this. Back in Jesus' day, social events were very, very important. Very important. People took getting together for a party very seriously. And they would travel for miles and miles to respond to an invitation. To an invitation. And if you did not entertain them well and keep people supplied with especially the food and the drink, then, then your reputation and your standing in the community was just washed down the drain. Nobody ain't coming back to your house, boo, if you can't feed them. They're just not coming back. You know what I'm talking about, you know. You would become the talk of the town. People would, people would look at, at, at the other way when they saw you coming. Oh, yes, they would. They ain't going to her house no more. I know that's right. And so the bridegroom had a real crisis on his hand because the party was not scheduled to be over for another several hours. And the drink had run out. Wow. Think about it. Oh, my. Well, what do we do when we need to keep going and we don't have enough to keep going with? What do we do when we are at rope's end and we want to turn the rope loose? What do we do when we find ourselves standing alone and then fear sets in? What do you do? What do you do, beloved? What do I do when everything you've worked for is lost? Why do you do? And what do you do when life catches you with nothing. It's a bad situation when life catches you without the things you need to get by. Well, it just so happened that Mary the mother of Jesus was at the party and she took the responsibility for doing something about the situation. Yes, she did. Mary was to the rescue. Oh, Mary. You know what, beloved? It's just such a blessing. It's a blessing. A blessing, blessing, blessing to have somebody around who won't let you face trouble all by yourself. Oh, it's a blessing to have somebody around who will take things into their hands when you can't hold them in your hands any longer. It's such a blessing to have people that you can depend on to carry the load for you when your back gets weary. It's a blessing to have people who will continue when you're too tired to go any further. A blessing, a blessing to have people around you who are Christian enough to stand with you and hold you up. It's just a blessing. I thank God for always, he's always provided me with people. May not mean everybody, but he always provided me with people who were a blessing to me in the ministry. Well, Mary, the mother of Jesus, knew something had to be done, but she also knew that she did not have the power needed to solve the problem, so she went to Jesus. 
You have to know when you can't do it and Jesus can. And so she went to Jesus because she knew that she knew that she knew that whatever was impossible for her to do was possible for Jesus. Oh, it's a good thing he was invited. Glory to God. After Mary told Jesus what had happened, Jesus was just a little reluctant. This was interesting. This just this little this is not even, this is not any obvious. You know, he said, and my, my, my time hasn't come yet. Now, did that derail Mary, the mother of Jesus? No, because she took a stand as his mama. I can just see Mary giving Jesus that mama look. In my day, they didn't have to whip you, they didn't have to spank you, they just couldn't do it. And immediately, after the monologue, Jesus quickly began to do something. Jesus, Jesus looked at the people and he told them to take the stone jars and fill them with water. And then Mary again, and the mother of piracy, Mary said, you do whatever he tells you to do. And they listened to Mary too. And without question, they did what Jesus told them to do. And when, when some of the water was poured out and taken to the store at the feast to taste it, the water had been turned into wine. Jesus' first miracle was turning water into wine at a party. I love the Lord. Woman, do it. He'll do it every time, anywhere, any place, anyhow. And the point of this scripture lesson is this, my dearly beloved. Jesus is able to resupply whatever we need to get by. I said Jesus is able to supply whatever we need to overcome any situation in our life. There is nothing too hard for God and not only can he, but he will. Oh, hallelujah. And Jesus Turn water into wine, he can turn sorrow into joy. If he turn water into wine, he can turn sickness into perfect health. If he turn water into wine, he'll turn confusion into peace and poverty into wealth and downs into ups, night into day, evil into good. And not only is he able, but he's willing. The songwriter says it like this, and you better know what you know today. Oh, God uses doctors and medicine and science. He has no problem with that. But those things don't have the last word. <laughs> you always have to know who will open doors. Who will open doors? that you can't even see. <laughs> I can tell you, Jesus will. And who should make all of my decisions for me? Jesus will. And when I'm in trouble, I'm just gonna know that I 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 know for myself. 
myself that Jesus will restore. Church with a party attitude. Oh, glory to God. 
even now. And now we open the doors of God's church. He's showing us his churches everywhere. In the building, out of the building. On the street, on YouTube. Oh, it's a sign of the times. Oh, it's a sign of the times. So the doors of God's church are open to you. And we invite you to join by any means possible. You can go to our website, pacoimafumc.com, and we have a place for you to join. And don't forget now, your heart is where your treasure is. Uh, thank the members of Pacoima First for being faithful in their tithes these last two years of the Pacoima the pandemic, the pandemic, and it may last a while longer because it, but you can still give. There's a place to give on the website. You can pay there, or you can mail in your tithes and your offerings. But the upkeep of the church must continue. And you give because you love God. God's a giver. He says he loves a cheerful giver. So we invite you to join us, to stay with us. We invite you to tune in. We will continue our live service here at the sanctuary. And we will continue to improve. And I hope that the 1115 will come to you directly. If it's not now, it will be as our technical director is working on that. But whenever you get us, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, tune in. Because God loves you. And so do we. And now in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, go in peace. And remember above all things, no matter where you go, no matter what you're doing, no matter who you're with, take Jesus with you. Amen.